0: I'm Gabby's Jules. Great Skies over West London. What else is new? But uh gray are still in the on Mersey side because yes. Everton being docked on points. We're gonna get into that. Don't worry, guys. We'll also talk about Brazil, Vinicius's injury, oh, Gabby's injury. Everybody's injured. Uh, it's, uh, it's a concern. Mm-hmm. Holland's injured, but he's gonna be fine. Don't, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Um, but let's start with Everton. Now, I'm gonna try to explain this quite simply as best i can the premier league have um, these rules called psr profit and sustainability rules yeah. and essentially they govern how much money you can lose over a three year period um for the three year period that everton got in trouble um which covers a season up to uh 2122 so 1920 yeah. 2021 20, 21, 22 yeah. they could lose about 105 million over those three years yes According to the Premier League, they ended up losing $124 million. I should also point out before people say, oh, COVID and this and that. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of exclusions, yeah. special accounting, special circumstances to take into account. So there's this, this uh, discrepancy, and they've been docked 10 points. A lot of people are looking at this. Well, first of all, Jules, on Everton, right? Mm. My take is I'm not an accountant. I haven't gone through it. I am in no position to say... Whether it's whether they breached or not, on how much they breached for. I don't think anybody well, they, is, clearly, right?
1: they clearly did. They went they were over the limit that they could have. They're arguing that in their accounts they calculated that they only went over for eight million, not twenty million. Right. So they're over, right? So they that, are that part's over. not in dispute. Which I think they agree. They, I think they've accepted and they've acknowledged. Right. That, but
0: they're appealing against the ten points.
1: Yeah, they think this is too too severe, too harsh. For, for the breach that they've had. Whether it's 8 million or 20 million, they consider the 10 point deduction, which is the heaviest we've ever seen in Premier history. For example, when Portsmouth went bankrupt, so that, that's not when they overspent. They went bankrupt, Portsmouth. I mean, right. they, they became they, insolvent. Yeah. They got a nine point deduction.
0: But that was, but again, I think it was a long lot time of, ago. But, but also, that was under different rules. The true, Portsmouth true, didn't true, breach true. Uh, profit and sustainability rules, they breached rules on, on, on solvency. So, I think we have to remind ourselves that these, there's these new rules. Yeah. They're in effect. In the case of Everton, we can get into it a little bit more, but certainly one thing the Premier League are briefing is that, because obviously if you the calculation is over three years, so you kind of can project ahead. You can kind of estimate which way you're going. Yeah. That time and again, Premier League said, "Hey Everton, careful! You're going to go over. You're going to go over. Spending Don't do too this. Much Don't on do that."
1: Windows, your yeah. wedge bit is big. Blah blah
0: blah. And the point is, they breached. Um, but the broader question here is: a lot of people are saying, "Oh look, the Premier League—they're tough. They—they're they're, they're flexing." Yeah. This doesn't Push bode. Down. This doesn't bode well for the for Manchester City, who have 115 charges against them. And for Chelsea, who do not have charges against them, but are being investigated after they self-reported a whole bunch of uh, illegal payments in the Roman Abramovich area. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's right. And you will explain how different the City case is to this Everton one, which the Everton one is actually quite straightforward, right? This is how much you can spend. This is how much you spend. You spend too much. You were not allowed. This is the sanction that you're going to get, whether it's a fine Although the, 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 it was an independent commission. So it's not the Premier League directly that right. sanctioned Everton.
0: They named people to exactly. this commission. It was a
1: panel. And the panel said, listen, we don't think that a financial uh, fine, like a, like a, just a normal fine, is enough when the club like Everton is, is supported... Uh, by someone who, who, shows, who with a lot of wealth, basically Farhad Moshiri, who spent 750 million pounds of his own money, because it's definitely all of Farouk Mushiri's Doesn't Moshiri matter where money. it come from, but <laughs> he spent a lot of money since he took right. over the club what, in 2016, 2017, right. and they're saying like, if we just give you a normal fine, this is this is not enough. Hence yeah, the point the, deduction. The, the problem I have with that is you kind of go down a rabbit hole
0: because the 10 point deduction as well. If you say, well, we, we don't want to fine him because you have a rich owner and he can pay. It. Okay, fine. Yeah. But let's say Arsenal had violated these rules. Let's say Arsenal had been fined, uh, had, had been docked ten million last season, right? When it would have made a difference. Ten, yeah, points. ten points. They would have just dropped from second to fourth. They'd still be in the Champions League. The only thing that would have changed to them is they would have made a little bit less yes, money on the yeah. off the T V contract. And there's another question there's another point here, which by the way is why Leeds, Southampton, Leicester City are uh, are, are threatening to sue the Premier League is yeah. saying, "Wait a minute, like, what about us? We're the we're the aggrieved party. They overspent in the year that they were cons- competing against us, and that we went down." Yeah. So I think they have a strong case there. I don't quite know how the Premier League writing the rules. I I think they've opened. I think it's really good that there's more oversight, but I think it's going to be difficult to navigate the rules. All right, Jules. So I want to explain why I think the City and Chelsea cases are completely different. Yeah. And why we shouldn't see this ten point as some kind of
1: bellwether, right? It's not. But you like, agree that it looks like the Premier League are flexing, and they're saying like, hang on, web, to whoever is going to mess up with the rules, we're going to be really tough. Off.
0: Yeah. So okay, well, let's take a step back. This is a big departure. So Richard Masters, so far since yeah. taking over, we kind of thought of him as you know he was a salesman, he was a commercial guy. If you look at him, he kinda as my friend puts it, he has like the the footballer's haircut. You yeah. know, he's a man in his forties, I think. I would think so. Maybe yeah. if, if not more. Um and he was seen as because he followed Richard Scudamore, who was viewed as, you know, the the absolute genius built up the Premier League. I think a lot of people view Richard Masters as kind of lightweight. He didn't speak often, he didn't say much what he did. But I think it's very obvious that under Scootermore, the attitude of the Premier League is like, hey, if your money's green, you can show up. You can buy into it. We're going to be a very, very light touch mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of regulation, right? That's why right, Roman Abramovich, Taksin Shitter and all these guys come in, they buy into the Premier League. Nobody really cares where the money's from as long as you remain solvent, as long as you can pay. Uh, oh, here come the Glazers. Look, they're gonna do a leverage buyout and load up this, you know, load up this iconic club, Manchester United, with an enormous amount of debt. And by the way, I'm just gonna explain this quickly for those who still don't understand what they did. The Glazers got a bank to loan them a bunch of money so that they could buy Manchester United, and then they shifted that debt from themselves onto Manchester United, which yeah. is normally in private equity, less so in football. Right? All this stuff happened under Scudamore. He didn't really care, right? No. As long as the investment He should was have green. cared a bit more. And that's what a lot of people feel. United fans feel that yeah. way. I think now, though, things have changed a little bit, and I think they want more regulation. And the reason they want more regulation is... First and foremost, this idea that of investment, oh, look, you know we can sustain losses for a long time. I think they know that nobody normal can sustain losses for a yeah. long time, right? You know what? Not even Saudi Arabia or Qatar or Abu Dhabi. This is not going to happen. So at some point, there's always a risk it's going to come crashing down. You have to turn these into real businesses to some degree. Um, the other thing is, obviously, if a club becomes insolvent, then you can have a chain reaction. And the other thing is, and this is the problem with football. This is the Premier League is the most successful football league in the world, right? Mm. By by far, yeah. The most commercially successful as well. Yeah. And yet, as I've pointed out before, in eight of the last ten years, they made an operating loss. Which I mean, you realize how worse off everybody else is, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So at some point, you have to try to contain costs to make the key, to keep making the business investable, right? People talk about franchise values. Oh, look, the value of Aston Villa is this much of. A... It's completely meaningless unless somebody's willing to, to pay that amount, yeah, right? Yeah. And as we saw with Liverpool, as we saw with Manchester United, when they went up for sale, they wanted $8 billion whatever, or whatever, $4 billion, whatever yeah, the valuation was. Billion. They didn't get it. They did not get it, right? So you put these things together, so they want to have a better oversight. So, and they want to show that they can actually take action. Now, if you were really cynical, mm-hmm. and I touched upon this before, I don't see why, I'm not an account, but I don't see why this is so freaking complicated that you couldn't have adjudicated this case last season.
1: This Everton one, the City one or the Everton one? The Everton one. Okay.
0: Everton's accounts closed on June 30th, yeah. twenty twenty-two. Right? Yeah. Now, it might have taken some time for them to put them together. But even then, you're the Premier League. You're the independent panel. You can say, guys, uh, accountants, nerds, get your calculators out. And get us these early because we want to adjudicate this case by Christmas, or we want yeah, to decide yeah, if yeah. we need to charge you by Christmas. Yeah. We want to have everything wrapped up because that would have been the fair, the fair thing to do. Yeah. Because it, Everton's breaches benefited Everton mostly last season. Yeah. And hurt those other three clubs. Yeah. To stay up. Yeah. So I think one thing, one lesson learned here is change the rules whichever way you need to change them, but have it so that if you have a breach like this, in a case like this that you can go and you can judge it straight away, right? Mm, yeah. It always takes a long time, though,
1: doesn't it? But it or shouldn't. Not, not th- Your friends the lawyers. It takes a long time. Of course.
0: And it takes even longer if, in case of City, they try to go to high courts or stop things yeah. or whatever. But this is a very simple, straightforward. This is not a complicated no. case if you have the information in time. And you just say, listen, we have to have this. We have to have it because there's another legal concept, which is justice delayed is unfair to Leeds, to Southampton, to Everton. To Leicester, to, to, to everybody. Yeah, but there's right?
1: a few earrings where you, you you need to leave that, let that club prepare for it. For yeah. example, there was an earring where Everton, there was something about the new stadium and the loan that you have to repay yes. to the bank on the new. They thought that you, maybe you could put that in, that you could not put that in, all of that. Like, well, you, so, I'm sorry. Then when the Everton nerd
0: goes and he puts in his numbers, he's like, oh, can I put this in here? Let me call the Premier League nerd. Hey, Premier League nerd, can I put this in? Is this an allowable expense? Yes. No. What do what, what do the laws say? And again, maybe yeah, the yeah. regulations aren't as clear as they should be. Other lawyers have argued that. Fine. Make the regulations better. Yeah. But I I don't think anybody's been helped by this. Sean Dyche hasn't been helped by this. No. no, cer- no, no. Certainly. Now, all this done, all this said, I think Everton are going to stay up.
1: Um, they're they're, yeah, not, yeah. they're
0: in a much better position this year
1: than they would have been. So actually. they went from 14th to 19th in the table, level on points with Burnley, yeah. who are bottom 20th, just better goal good difference. Like they have minus three, everybody else around them has minus 20 or something because they were there for a reason. And they're helped by the fact that Luton and Sheffield United,
0: I, they look on paper, they look very, very weak teams. Yeah, because they haven't as spent well. as yeah. much as other clubs that have come up. So yeah, this is a season where you might be able to stay up with
1: twenty nine, thirty points, right? Yeah. And also that overspending on the transfer window especially still benefits them now, right? Okay, they had to sell Rich Allison and Gordon to make those right. accounts better, which I know they're big losses for them in terms of talent, but they were still the, the, the price that they still bought a year ago, eighteen months ago, two years ago, who are still here, we still help up this season, help them this season yeah. not to go down.
0: No, no question. So the reason the city case, yeah, why is it different? is different is with Everton, you're talking about an accounting breach, right? the 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 defend, Everton's defense is, well, we accounted for these this way, and we think the punishment is too much, but we acknowledge that we breached. yeah. with Manchester City, these charges relate to mostly those charges that got Manchester City banned for two years by UEFA. yeah, and then uh, and then, of course, that ban was overturned by Cass who found that many that some of those charges were not proven and some of those charges were time-barred. Now, these charges are not time-barred in the Premier League, which means there is no statute of limitations. So even if you committed a crime in 1932, yeah. um, then you're liable, yeah. right? So that means that, A, we're in uncharted territory legally. There, there is no previous jurisprudence for this. I mean, there isn't much for Everton, but there's even less in the same yeah, case. Yeah. Two, what we're talking about effectively with city is, primarily charges relate to city supplying false information. This is a case of fraud. Yeah, yeah. this is what they're accused yeah. of, right? If you can prove that, you're proving that you're cheating. You're not. You're not saying, oh, let me, let me put this cost in this accounting column, right? and see if the if the tax people agree with it or, or if the auditors yeah. agree with it. We're talking about let me lie about this. Let me go and secretly make a payment without reporting it. Ha ha ha. Let me go and get money secretly from Abu Dhabi and pretend that it's this is what yeah. they're accused of. This is what you have to prove, which is a very diff, which is a very serious charge. But if that's proven,
1: it's worse than what Everton did, right? It is a lot worse and it's a completely different type of crime. Yeah. So when people people if even if they try to compare, if Everton get done ten points for what they did, which is a, like you said, a different offense. If City do worse, you would expect a worse punishment, even if it's a different style of breach than the Everton run.
0: Uh, yes, you would expect I mean it's it's hard to rank the two, but it's completely different though. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just goes in a different it goes in a different bucket, goes in a different category. But yes, You would expect that. Yeah. You would also then, it would be, I mean, look, if all 115 charges are proven, it would be something so massive as well that you would be getting into into other factors. Uh, Maybe even would they take into account what's good for the Premier League? Would it be good for the Premier League to relegate City? Yeah. Would it be better for the Premier League if they said, okay, City's owners, you guys pay a £1 billion fine, let's say, which gets distributed among the other clubs. I mean, I'm saying hypothetically, yeah, 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 right? yeah, 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 yeah. You get into such an extreme situation that I don't see how you can use Everton's case as any kind of benchmark, benchmark, Yeah, right? I see what you mean. Uh, and this is a lot more complicated. This is going to get going. It's it's funny, and I go back to this. Pep Guardiola saying, you know, I want this case resolved quickly. I want to know if they cheated so we can move on. Yeah. Up or down. I'm like, you know what? If this is what you really want, you can get In the same way I told Klopp to go and... Speak to uh, his bosses yeah. and his owners. Pep, you go speak to your owners. Tell the lawyers to stop getting slowing injunctions, stop, stop slowing things down, to cooperate, because that's another thing we've been charged with, yeah. with not cooperating. Um, you know, it, It's a different situation. With Chelsea, what I find interesting, we've touched upon this before, so yeah. Chelsea self-reported, and when Boley and Clear Lake bought the club, they, they did the due diligence, looked at the books, and says, wait, this doesn't add up. We think yeah. there's some malfeasance here. We're not gonna pay the full two and a half billion, we're gonna put a hundred million aside for potential future fines and punishment, right? So they did that, they self-reported to 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 UEFA. UEFA gave them a fine of like 10 million euros. And the thing with Chelsea is is it fair if Chelsea made illegal payments yeah. and benefited from it? And again, we're not talking about the size of it or the impact. These are mostly payments to agents, but they're agents that would have come out of Chelsea's yeah, books, right? Exactly. Um, if this was Roman Abramovich's Chelsea who did it, none of those people work at the club anymore. Is it fair to punish the club? Is,
1: but you said there's no time limit.
0: Right. In the Premier League rules. So, so what is a fair punishment for that? When Do you dock Todd Bowley's points? At which point Todd Bowley might have said, hey, why did I come forward and cooperate yeah. then?
1: I had nothing to do why, with it. That's why we think that also Chelsea have done this in cooperation almost with the Premier saying, OK, we are going to give, give, give ourselves up to you, but don't be maybe too harsh in return and just fine us, even if it's a heavy fine. Yeah. We take that instead of point deduction." I agree with you. However, you could also say that if Eden Hazard, in the end, went to Chelsea and not to Arsenal, because Arsenal didn't want to pay a dodgy commission to his agent, John Biko, which Chelsea and Abramovich were happy to do, it's not a dodgy commission. It's a big commission. It's a big commission, but in dodgy in the sense that it it's how they from, paid it. Yeah, how they paid yes. it. If proven.
0: If by the proven, way. of course. Then, then Chelsea got the benefit of Eden Hazard. Well, here's yeah, the thing: for right?
1: all those years, and when yeah. they won all those trophies.
0: Okay. So this is where you get into it, right? So Chelsea get the benefit of Eden Hazard for all those years, and they yeah. win trophies, right? They won yeah. the Europa League. They won the. They won the Premier League. Yeah. And so, oh, maybe I revisit those titles maybe I take some of them away but then do you also punish Chelsea so it's one thing stripping titles from the past which personally I don't care about because yeah, they've come and gone but do you punish Chelsea now because Todd Bowley and Clearlake they bought Chelsea thinking those trophies again we're in the hypothetical, we're yeah, the hypothetical yeah. whatever and we draw a direct line between them. They bought Chelsea thinking that those trophies were legitimately won, yeah. and they paid two and a half billion. For that, Chelsea hadn't yeah. won anything. If their brand were worth less, yeah, for sure. Or they would have paid less. Yeah. So I think when this fascinating it's, thing where yeah, you publish the club as an entity versus punishing the owner. Yeah. Um, and does an owner have to come with risks, you know?
1: I know, I know. It's a good debate.
0: I, it's, uh, it's honestly, this is. You know my views on lawyers. This is a legal cluster mess. What I do know is legal scholars are going to have a lot of fun debating this. And lawyers will be racking up those billable hours. All right, enough boring financial stuff. How about yeah. some quick hits instead? Let's go, Gab. Brazil lose to Colombia 2-1 in Barranquilla. Jules, it's now one point yep. from three Uh-oh. games for Fernando Diniz. Diniz in the oven.
1: Diniz in the oven. I'm, I've said to you before, I'm not a big fan of managers who have two jobs like a club and a national team, like it's for him, it's really rare. Like Louis van Gaal
0: did. Yeah, for example. <laughs> it's another one of your we saw,
1: Yeah, we saw how that went. Because I don't know if he's preparing for the Copa Libertadores final and not really focusing on Brazil or the other way around. I'm, I'm not sure. This has been very disappointing. The defeat against Colombia was very disappointing. Luis Diaz scoring two goals. His, his dad in the stands going almost fainted with, with joy and, and emotions and everything. Okay. But now you play Argentina on the back of a defeat for them too, and we will talk about that in a little bit. And you're not in a good shape, and you don't have Vinicius because he got injured, as we're going to mention in the next week. It you you have a lot of players that are injured. It's, of course, they're going to qualify because they're going to, because they're Brazil. However, this is just not looking great. In a year that is a year that maybe doesn't really count in fellas I know there's the Copa America at the end of the year at the season but we also know that at some point there will be another manager in charge and not Denise. Well, it could well, have it been could Denise be, yes, if, if,
0: be. if they were doing better. Yeah. I mean, like, they will still qualify because also it's yeah. seven out of ten teams, yeah. right? Um, but just psychologically, if, if, if Argentina do them yeah. uh, in a bad way, in the Maracanã, in, in the, the Maracanã, yeah. then there could be some serious, serious yeah. blowback. And remember, too, they don't have another game after this. I would assume until March, right? Yeah, yeah. that is a lot of, <laughs> this is a lot of weeks to true. stew and wonder what went on. Yeah, it's a shame too for your boy Martinelli. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, so he was one that. of the bright spots in that game. Yeah, definitely.
1: And as we just mentioned, the major injury blow for the Celisau and Real Madrid was the injury to Vinicius Junior, who's unlikely to return before February.
0: Yeah, uh, this is a different angle than the one he was injured at the start of the season. Uh, I, I think this is pretty open shot for me, right? You'll come back. But at this point, I start wondering, is he going to get hurt again? Yeah, I was yeah. skeptical about going into the season with just Vinicius Rodrigo and Jocelyn Rossello up front. Yeah. I think you take you know January 1st, bring in another body. You know what? You've already kind of lost your virginity, so to speak, in terms of bringing in veterans on loan. <laughs> bring in another veteran striker on loan I don't care who it is bring in another body because you are one injury away from from what yeah. uh, uh, Joselu Brahim Diaz Valverde Madrid, front yeah. line but then there's yeah. nobody in midfield because Camavinga and Schoameni are also hurt yeah, and yeah. Modric is it's a long list
1: now for hey, Real Madrid isn't it
0: I, I, I think you need you need another body just to take the pressure off of Vinicius where he comes forward he doesn't need to start every mm. single game Scotland and Norway draw 3-3 to confirm, what we already knew Scotland qualify and Norway yes. are out. They don't even have a backdoor via the playoffs at this stage. No.
1: Jules, there was no hurling Holland, but still, this is this is not good. That's not good from Norway. I mean, that game was just a uh, growth friendly, really, because there was nothing to play for, and at the end, there was a big party. I have done for Scotland to qualify again for the Euros, which is good for them. I just don't know how Norway, with so much talent that they have on the pitch, certainly in terms of this, the starting 11. Maybe if you look down the plan B, plan C, the other options, it's not maybe as good. But I'm sorry, they've got some really good youngsters. They've got Haaland, they've got Odegaard, they've got good defenders. They should do much better than what they've done in these qualifiers.
0: We've had this, we've had this, we had Jan on with yeah, yeah. obviously on to talk about this. He'd dispute how good some of the defenders are, perhaps. Um, but... Yeah, it, it is It is an odd one. It is. Um, Holland, by the way, missed this game through injury. It, it looks, looks like he's going to be fine yeah, sure. uh, for the big game against Liverpool, Liverpool yeah, on
1: Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Italy beat North Macedonia last week 5-2. How which, about that? Which means that a draw away to Ukraine on Monday night. So tonight, as we're recording the show, is enough. To qualify, Gabba, are you nervous? And I'm also, not, why would I be nervous?
0: We missed the last keep, two freaking World Cups. Exactly. Oh, so why would I be nervous? I've, I've, I've already dealt with the pain. It's not good for you. You so can't kill you somebody three times. Well, you cannot you kill can. somebody who's already you dead can. inside.
1: And you're the, you know, you're obviously the holders as well of this Euro, so it would be even worse if you were not there to defend your title. And What did you make of Alexander Seferin, your friend, the UEFA president, basically saying that it would be a disaster if Italy didn't qualify? So, yeah, well, first of
0: all, thanks, Alex, because, you know, Ukraine need more motivation, Definitely, right? Their yeah. country's at war. They're saying we're, we're fighting for our soldiers on the front line. They're getting bombs dropped on them. And oh, look, also, we're getting disrespected. <laughs> now, to be fair to Rin, I think he said this like a month ago, but it's one of those yeah, quotes that gets dug up again. I know. Like, I don't know if something was lost in translation. I don't, I don't know if he meant, oh, it would be a disaster for UEFA, it would be an embarrassment if... The holders of the competition don't qualify next time around. Yeah, uh, maybe he meant that, but uh, certainly I think if he could, he wishes he could have that quote back. <laughs> it was a tasty clash it between was. Argentina and Uruguay with Ronald Araujo and Darwin Nunez giving Marcelo Bielsa's crew the win. Jules, okay, it's a defeat it's against
1: a defeat. anything, anything for the say,
0: world champions
1: to be concerned. I know about? you don't think so. I, I, okay, they hadn't conceded in 725 minutes or so. Well, Since conceded, the World Cup final. Yeah, you concede two goals. Kylian
0: Mbappe is the last human to have scored against them.
1: Yeah, if before, Darwin and Arojo, at the end of each half, which I don't think is ever good. Do they, you have to be concerned in how you play during the game? I don't think the so. The second
0: one's on the counter at the end of the game. What do you
1: mean, Zaku? Cool? Yeah, because they were pushing for it. Yeah, but they're trying to equalize. I, mean, I only said that they considered twice at the end of each half. That's all okay, I said. All right. But I don't know. I don't think there's anything to be concerned. But it's never good to lose, especially in a in a game like this where the rivalry is quite big. I do
0: wonder a little bit going forward. I know that Mendy kind of had like a, he's kind of had like a a renaissance over the last yeah, eighteen months and everything. Yeah. But I do wonder: is he really going to be part of Japan's post Copa América? Can't be.
1: That's surely the last season for him. And in that game, Manuel Ugarte upset a few people, Gabi, with an obscene gesture towards Rodrigo de Paul after Leo Messi was fouled and de Paul came in to do the, you know, the uh, the justice as he always does. And Messi didn't like this at all.
0: Yeah, so Messi came out. And it's funny because, maybe because he's little, I still think of Messi as being kind of like a kid. <laughs> um. I don't expect him to be like the old guy in the corner, like saying, "Hey, young, but he, that's what he did. He said, these young people have a lot to, young players have a lot to learn. The Uruguay are a good group, but they have to learn respect from their Uruguayan elders because this classico is always intense, hard, but always a lot of respect, so they have to learn a little. Yeah, the, okay, i can't be really unkind just because I can't resist. Yeah, Do they have to learn the respect from their Uruguayan elder who goes and, by its opponent, people? not once, not twice, but three times. Is yeah. that is that the respect? I think that's or what he means. Does it just apply to biting?s But you know, uh, obscene gestures. And by the way, if you see what he did, um, it's very visible. It's also yeah. really, really, really childish. Yes like I, you see, if you do this, you don't get offended. You just think. What a weirdo and <laughs> a this guy is! That's and, honestly,
1: not Ugarte at all. He never does anything like that. Because he doesn't need to for yeah, Paris Saint-Germain. No, no, I know, but still, you know.
0: But uh, whatever, I, I, I like, I like Messi pulling rank. Fair yeah. enough. I got no issue with it. Yeah, me neither. Spain win their group, defeating Georgia three-one as Kvaratskhelia opens the scoring. But Jules, yeah. the news is all about Gavi and his injury.
1: Yeah, terrible knee injury. Gavi did his cruciate be for what, seven to nine months. It's hard to tell, but it will be long. He will miss the whole rest of the season, which is a huge blow for Barcelona and and Xavi. I think was, he's going to miss the Euros too. Oh, he will miss the Euros. It, yeah. When people sure. say seven months,
0: I know, I know. Like Dotti, I think holds the record for coming back in one hundred and twenty-two days or whatever it was. But you don't come back the no. same straight away. It still takes no. you a lot of time.
1: There's no Euros for him. I, it's a big I, I won't lie. De la Fuentes changed nine players between the two games: the Cyprus game and the Georgia game. Nine out of eleven. Gavi was one of the two that stayed on the that that started both I don't understand I really don't get why I don't understand why don't. we took we had the same dis- discussion about Pedri remember when they took him to the Olympics after he played uh, at the Euros or whatever it was the, the under 21 Euros maybe or something he played a thousand games that year and guess what since then He's hardly been able to play, like what, three or four months in a row without getting injured or something. Let's yeah, not do the I, same mistake with Gabby, please. Especially because if there's one area
0: where Spain aren't lacking, is it's in midfielders who can pass the ball in irrelevant games against their relevant opposition.
1: Play, play the B team, the C teams, who play Soler and Fabian Rees. I, I
0: guess was there a chance that if Scotland won and Spain lost to Georgia that... I think so. Uh, yeah, right. maybe. They could have okay. passed it when the first play. So but no, still, if you did. change 9 9, why, why Gavi? Whatever. I know. I, this is a blow for Barcelona, though. This is a serious oh, blow, I incredible. think, in terms of leadership. So it seems, but lacking creativity as well? I, I'm guessing, Fran- I mean, Pedri can supply the creativity if he's fit. Yeah. And yeah, if, he's if he's there. fit, Frankie's going to come back at some point. Frankie's going to come back to supply the leadership. But with Gavi, you have the creativity I and know. the leadership in one. It's terrible. It's terrible.
1: France beat up Gibraltar 14 0. A record, of course, for us. Guy, did you learn anything no. other than Gibraltar are really bad? And they're even worse when they're down to 10 men after 17 minutes? No, I learned
0: absolutely nothing. Uh, I saw but, the I saw the story of Didier Deschamps at, at halftime say, come on, let's go for the record. Of course. That's fine. It, I mean, honestly, it, it leaves me... I'm not saying he was wrong to do that. Um, you don't, I know you don't like it. Don't everybody like it. patted their staff. You stats. don't like That's it. great. You don't um, like it. There's a broader conversation to be had about Gibraltar in games like these. Um, And that's it. I love the fact that that's the fact. That it's like eleven nil. Giroud scores, and then they have a VAR check. I, I know, I get I know. it. Respect to. the game. Respect the VAR. Did you so like? I was happy. Lob.
1: You like Kylian's lob? Not as much as I love Giroud's overhead oh, kick with no. his wrong foot as he, well. Kylian no, he was in the left foot, I think.
0: You, you, sorry, you're, lobbing, you're lobbing the Gibraltar goalkeeper. It
1: doesn't matter. Three goals, three assists. He celebrated the lob, the hat trick. Like if, like if it was nil nil and the nine let Let's not go
0: there. <laughs> Warren Zeri-Emery made his debut in that Gibraltar game, yeah. scored a goal, and picked up a nasty injury. he's very young. He's going to bounce back, right?
1: Yeah, he will. It's only like a sprained ankle, badly sprained. Uh, so it's nothing too serious. It could have been worse. I think he could have broken his ankle easily. And that, uh, that was while Santos he was shooting on goal, yeah? Yes, yeah, literally on the goal. As he shot, Santos comes in and like tackles from the side, straight, the studs on his ankle. I was struck because he's on the ground, and he's like, he's like wincing and grimacing. And I thought... And the players
0: are coming to celebrate with him. And I felt like, oh wow, he's so happy. I think, mean, I think even some of the players uh, yeah, were coming over sh- to celebrate. And I it's like, oh my away. god, he's
1: really hurt. Yeah, I saw it straight where He would miss. He would miss. I think the next two months he won't play again in 2023, which I think mm-hmm. is a big loss. We said about Gavi for Barca. I mean him for PSG. I know he's only 17, and he really should not be. You should not be suffering from losing a, a 17-year-old. But I think we will. Champions for the, League, yeah. Newcastle, League.
0: Newcastle in town.
1: Monaco on Friday night. To start with it's a big game. No, it's a big game. They are they are the other best team in the league so far. And what without is this disrespect? Him, Fabian, for nice. What Riz. is this disrespect? They're not as good as nice. Monaco and PSG Come on. Julian Nagelsmann loses his first game in charge of Germany only as his third attempt. That's pretty good. <laughs> as they fall to Turkey at home. 3 2, Gabby.
0: So yeah. So it's 3 2. It could have been worse. Yeah, by it by the way. should have been. Worse. Um, Kevin Trapp, the Trap monster, who yeah. I don't think is a very good goalkeeper. Because De
1: Destigen was injured as well. Like, he was really good injuries. in this game.
0: Yeah, and by the way, when I read it, people are like, oh, look, all these players are off for Germany. I'm like, who's out? Like, okay, Musiala's out. All yeah. right, fine. Like is still better than Trapp. Musiala and Destigen, yeah, but. I mean, that was it? You're playing Turkey at home, you know, yeah. gobble gobble. I know Thanksgiving's coming up, but still. Yeah. Uh, I, but again, I'm team Nagelsmann. You want to experiment, you play Havertz at left back.
1: That's dreadful.
0: I, this is not the reason they lost. Maybe it's something to revisit. Maybe it's a three plus one left back. I don't know. I don't know uh, this is the time to experiment. I midfield? still don't know about what? The midfield. The midfield. Uh, the Gundogan Kimmich thing is just like it's just like people slice through them all the yeah. time. And I think, you know what? I'm not blaming Kimmich here. I'm blaming Gundogan.
1: Are you? Yeah. I mean. I just don't think either of them helped the, the other. It's almost like they never played with each other t- before. And I'm like, what are you doing?
0: Um. Look, there's a long way to go, and I do believe, because I'm team Nagelsmann, I think, yeah, okay. give them the players, okay, three what, weeks before the Euros, train every day, try new formations, try stuff, not like this once here, once there, okay. two training we we'll see, we we'll see. They, they still have Musial and Zane. They're going to be all right. Okay. can't believe I'm sticking up for Germany. Portugal end their qualifying campaign with a 2-0 win over Iceland, which makes it 10 wins out of 10 for our boy Roberto Martinez.
1: Yeah. Jules, I, I feel like we're kind of sleeping on them. We're we but this is the easiest group by far that they fall into. And I'm not saying, it's not. What are you talking about? Just, Iceland, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg? <laughs> I think they scored like 36 or 38 goals or 36 in those 10 games. It's great and well done. They've got They're like right, Leverkusen. <laughs> but it's the same team as the Fernando Santos. I think they, he only called up two new players since he took over. So What, them yeah, mean, of my man Horta? Mm -hmm. but no they're good they're very good they're going to be amongst the, the favorites at the Euros and rightly so that's it you know what's different about this team
0: Fernando Santos isn't there. No, Roberto approaches this game. Yeah, yeah, different. for sure. For I think sure. he's still going to have a tough call to do with, with Cristiano. Yeah, of course. But, but for now, it's working. Know, for now, it's working.
1: Romelu Lukaku scores four goals as Belgium beat Azerbaijan. Family, and who go down to 10 men as well, a bit like Gibraltar. Gab, assuming Harry Kane scores seven goals tonight against North Macedonia, he will end up as the top goal scorer in the qualifiers.
0: Yes, or, or assuming... Fabio Daisy doesn't go and
1: no, score 13 There's goals against Ukraine, yes,
0: <laughs> no, look, it's, it's it's just a tremendous, tremendous from him. Four goals in the first half. What yeah. I liked about this, and it's a different approach, right? We talked about running up the score against the opposition. It's four 0 36 minutes, and they say, "All right, no mass." Right, Leandro Trostard scored one in in, no, in mean, garbage yeah. time at the yeah. end. It's a different way to it's a different way to approach things, and one that personally I'm more comfortable with. Speaking of England, they play in a few hours, and these are basically friendlies for them yep. because they're guaranteed first place. But Jules, what did you think of their performance against Moulton specifically? Fikayo Tomori at left back. Who do you like more? Fikayo Tomori at left back or Kai Havertz at oh,
1: left back? At least I'll have a left-footed player at left back, so I'll have Kai Havertz. I failed for Tomori in that game. I think he's been, uh, he has been. deserved the chance for England. And then for Southgate to play my at left-back, it's just beyond me. I mean, you know how much I dislike Gary Southgate as a manager, not as a person. I don't think he's a good manager or head coach at all. And I, I, that game against Malta reminded me of... And I know it was not England's best team. There was no Bellingham, no Rice, no Saka, no whatever you want. But for Jordan Henderson still to play in it, for England right now, really? For Tomori to play at left-back, even for Jaime Maguire to play in that game, I just... And it was a, it was a... It was such a poor performance from England. Apart from the second goal, which there was a little bit of something, the rest was dreadful from start to finish. And what about Harry K
0: booked for I mean, they should have had a penalty, should have been but forget yeah. the score. It's the performance look, I know it's different. The performance was exactly. terrible. But what I don't understand is you're playing Malta, right, at home. So you know you're gonna have a lot of the ball, right? All right. You don't have a left back. Why are you making tomori? Ooh, let's face it, is a, he's fast, he's athletic, he's intelligent. Yeah, yeah. He's not Beckenbauer on the ball. Not only are you playing Tomori out of position, but you're doing it in a game in which, what, you expect him to go and provide the width and ridiculous. run up and down it's the wing? So like, bad. I don't I don't get it. Like, take on opponents? I
1: know. It's so bad from Southgate. Really, like, I don't understand. Play Saka there. He's played there before, but right? Play Rico is there. You, it's not like if you don't have any other options. You can easily play somebody else there. Why Tomori? Why? You want to see him in that position? He <laughs> doesn't bring anything to Tomori, to England or to Southgate. It's just... I bet I hope for him he wins the Euro Southgate because otherwise <laughs> I will destroy him so badly this is such a great squad that they have and yet he's wow oh, anyway Leroy signed his contract he's up in 2025 Gabby so it's ex- extension time of course it's inevitable that he gets linked with pretty much every single team in the world especially Liverpool and even a return to Manchester City
0: yeah, so, look, so I, I'm just highlighting this because you probably would have seen these stories yes, out there, so. right, about a return to the Premier League where, where he did so, uh, I mean, to be fair to him, he had one really good season and then he was injured and up and down. Um, people are talking about him, oh, maybe he could be a replacement for Mohamed Salah. Leroy Sani right now is playing some of the best footballs yeah. of his career. Um, and he's doing it in a role which is completely different from Mohamed Salah. So yeah. Let's just go and forget about that. Obviously, when Salah leaves, whether it's the Saudi this summer or... You know, after this year you only have one year left on his contract. Yeah. He's cause Saleh makes a lot of money, you're gonna have a big chunk of change. You can accommodate Sane's salary, maybe save yourself a little something to to go and buy somebody like that. But Bayern, I don't think you're gonna let him go easily. Definitely not. Uh if if you're Bayern, you've spent so much on Kane, your window of opportunities now. I I think Sane I don't want to say he's Bayern's best player because Harry Kane's there. He's yeah, but, the but he's pretty darn close. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's been um, outstanding this season. I think he's going to get a new deal. Yeah, for sure. A return to City, no. They have they, they, they got Doku. It didn't quite work out the no, first time exactly. around. Um, no. Exactly. Should we give a big shout-out to all yes. the other teams who qualify, but we haven't mentioned yet? Woo! Switzerland, Woo! Romania, Poland, Hungary, Serbia, Denmark, Woo! and of course... Albania with our buddies Silvino and Pablo Zabaleta.
1: Oh, Silvino, if you haven't seen it, go and check his celebration after they they won the game on Friday night. It was where he high-fives people in the stand on the first row of the stands. But it's not a high-five like you would give, hey, I'm happy. It's like, a. it smashes their hands. It's like the strongest high-five you would ever see in your life because Silvino was really happy after what happened to him at Lyon where he was really disrespected. It lasted, what, two minutes or something. Good Pablo Zabaleta providing, you know, what Pablo Zabaleta provides, and uh, now he's great for Albania. Good generation, yeah. of course, and for all the others. And we still have a few, of course, missing, like Ukraine or Italy. For, for example, played yeah, one of those,
0: two I'm, one think, of those I think, two. I'm pretty sure one of those two will qualify.
1: Yeah, and then a lot of like playoff finals too. And um, finals to I say this
0: about Savinion Zabaleta, and a little a bit of a lid here, right? As People who work in football and stuff and talk to players, there are some players who are far more approachable than others and who talk yeah, a lot more, yeah, yeah. and yeah. who generally are more civil and yeah. more interesting and have better personalities. And you know what? Because we're humans, people who are nicer, yeah. we're generally nicer back to them. Yeah. Silvino and Zabaleta and like their this. players where people always picked up a phone, they yeah. always talked to you, they were always fair, they were always available, they That's were always true. kind, they never were too high on themselves. They're absolute class acts. And I don't think it's a coincidence, by the way, because, you know, game recognizes game. Like, uh, who did Chichi call to be his assistant with Brazil? Silvino. Yeah. Because these are also smart people, people who learn. That's very true. Um, so I am delighted that, that they're doing well. I, th- I thought of them as kind of like an odd couple at first, but... Yeah. Uh, it's
1: working. And um, Pablo Zabaleta, USPN legend, of course. Of course. course. Uh, you know, we send all our love. Gab, it's not just the Gibraltar, the France-Gibraltar game. We've seen some really uneven matches in this international break. Is this a problem? And what can FIFA UFA do about it? So, is it a problem? I mean,
0: I think you open Pandora's box... When you let countries that I say this in the nicest possible way Aren't really countries in the sense that they're not Recognized by the United Nations And they're whatever Gibraltar Is supposed to be Um, You know Why not Jersey? Why not Guernsey? Well, The the pharaohs right? Yeah Does it, you know, I was on the show with Craig Burley. He says, like, oh, look, it's all about developing the game. right? This really develops the game in Gibraltar. You know, Think of all those young <laughs> Gibraltarians. Yeah, who are but like, they've
1: got the Nations League where they play against teams of their level. That's fine. No, no. And, and then fine. at some point, we have to have qualifiers for Euros where they play against...
0: I'm wondering if we aren't heading towards a situation or we shouldn't re- seriously consider the fact that we should just scrap this World Cup qualifying and it's figure true. out some formula... Yeah. Involving the nations, like involved the nations league, some playoff yeah, games,
1: a pathway. Well, maybe because if the teams of the level of Gibraltar have one qualified for the Euros, then at the Euros they're going to get battered by everybody like they do in the qualifiers, right? But if to qualify for the Euro, I mean, we've seen Latvia, we've seen
0: North Macedonia go to a World Cup, so we, we've seen small teams, do yeah, it. yeah, you know. Uh, I was surprised, Liechtenstein at one point. Um, they were they were drawing with Luxembourg at halftime, and Luxembourg had a man sent off. And I said, yeah. "Wow, look at this!" And I went back to see, like, "Oh, you know, might they get a point?" And I'd say, "Like, Liechtenstein routinely win one or two. I no,
1: in doing. that. they, no, won, they, do not, they yeah. won six games. And I'm like, and Luxembourg how? could have qualified. As there was a point where they were still in the running for qualifying. I, I don't know what you do with them. It's easy to say, "Oh, have
0: them do pre qualifying," and then the problem with pre qualifying is there's only so many dates in the international calendar, right? They can't pre-qualify. Yeah, so I- I'm just wondering as they look. Should the Nations League? Should we just use the Nations League to yeah, like have the Nations like too, League but... have a playoff tournament and mm-hmm. and just do it that way? Because I don't, I don't enjoy I this. Know. I, I know, I know. It I doesn't, know. it doesn't help. You know, this isn't like you know, this isn't like some. This not like Panama playing Brazil for like the only time in their life, and they'll talk about it. Yeah, should assume. Sure, I mean. No, Gibraltar's going to go, and they'll play France again and again, and they'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll give up double figures and goals. No, I not Jules, you know how much I love yeah. Super Cups. And yes, they're really real trophies. They are. Now, with the Stade de France being closed, yeah. because of this annoyance called the Olympics, um... And of course, they didn't play Paris Saint-Germain against Toulouse in the summer because... Or because the season.
1: daughter of the Thailand king or something was not well. So they postponed it, something like that. The game was supposed to be in Thailand or Indonesia or Malaysia, somewhere like okay, that. I hope she's okay now. Yeah. yeah, 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 she is. So I've seen reports that they're going to play this in Congo. So it won't be Congo, I think. It will be Congo next year in 2024. This time she'll be at the Parc de Princes. Which obviously the PhD player will feel very <laughs> uneasy with. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Can you just explain this, please, right? The whole point is it's supposed to be neutral territory, right? Yeah, ideally, well, yeah ideally, well, I did it. Well, yeah. I did it, yeah. I mean, Stade de France is usually, well, it used to be, and then they Stade de France is a national stadium, that's fine. Yeah. And then they tiny thing like, hey, let's go abroad for the Trophée des Champions. That's fine. Now, that's fine. So they went to Canada, to Israel, to somewhere in Africa, East Asia, wherever. But why are you playing at Paris Saint Germain's home stadium? Like
0: I don't know. Okay, I can understand okay. You'd wanna I don't know what's geographically in between. I mean, I suppose you can't do it in but there's probably um safety reasons why you can't play it in Marseille or in Nice. You probably trouble yeah. with the fans, right? Yeah, probably you played in Bordeaux I know go the other way I right
1: I know I know. or, or yeah. Lons is a nice stadium my friend Joseph yeah Joseph yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what, played I don't know in Leon. What. I'm sure John Texter would be happy Leon, to host. it's a big stadium on, Bordeaux, same for security reasons maybe I, I really don't know why they would do it at the Paris <laughs> de I mean Congo. I think Congo tried in the last few days to get it but it looked like he, they were set on Paris de and would give it to Congo Next next year. So, well, like, it's nice that
0: they're not whoring themselves out for just a big wad of money from Saudi or Qatar yeah. or whatever, exactly. right? Because you know, I'm sure doing this in Congo for, I, I don't know. I don't I don't,
1: don't want to look under much much the money hood. would be. But yeah, yeah.
0: I don't want to look under the hood. I hope this benefits
1: the Congolese economy. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, let's agree to that. Let's agree to that. Olivier Giroud is old, as you know. Our friend Lukayovich look looks like a dude, as you put it. <laughs> Gab, does that make sense, though, that Milan then should look for, should go for Jonathan David, who hasn't had a great start of the season a Lille, but has been scoring a lot in recent seasons?
0: Yeah, so this is, so obviously Milan kind of realising, like Jovic didn't cost them very much and they said, okay, look, let's try this. It's just that the guy's just not. I mean, there's just he, he's like he's like the guy from Charlie Brown that has like the cloud of dust. He's got a cloud of negativity and know, poo but, around him, and he just can't do it.
1: But there were times at Fiorentina where he looked like, okay, maybe he's on his way back towards the you player we saw because, Frankfurt
0: because at Fiorentina they were shooting on goal 500 million times no, all okay, the but ball still. time. Um, so the idea is Jonathan David, who, you know, in the summer Jonathan David might have cost you 60, 70, maybe even 80 million. Yeah. Maybe he had a bad start to the season. But you tell me, why did he have a bad start to the season?
1: I don't know. Our friend Paulo Fonseca went for different... So he went through like a goal draft Where he,
0: He's got two goals in 12 games.
1: Yeah, so he scored right. on penalties and then and then just missing chances. So Paulo Fonseca said, OK, let's try something different. You come off the bench and I play Yazici as a fourth number nine, for example, which is the idea now. And that has worked really well for Lille. And Paulo Fonseca, as you know well, because you know him well, is like... Well, this is working. I'm not going to change and bring back Jonathan David into the starting lineup when he's clearly low on confidence. And I've got Yazitchi playing really well. We saw him with Turkey against Germany playing really well in the same position. So perfect. And that's why. Um, so that is why he's a 40 million striker now.
0: I think at 40 million, given he's 23 years old, I know Milan like, always likes to try to paint yeah. the books and something, but I think there's a ton of value in him. His country's hosting the World Cup in 2026. Yeah. Um, it's the right age profile. I think they were hoping that Okafor could maybe play center forward in some situations. They don't want to play Laos there. But obviously, you can't ask you to play every game. No. Um, Slatan's hanging around.
1: You know who they like as well? I was told uh, Ako Adams, the Montpellier striker who is doing really well in Ligue 1 this season after moving from Scandinavia in the summer. And I think, again, young, very powerful, strong, um, really interesting guy. Okay, but he's not going to be a £40 million. Pound no, player. he's much cheaper Dude, than that. Like, but that's why I think they also like the idea, and the, the data adds up quite well. Qatar Sports Investment, majority
0: owners of Paris Saint-Germain take anything. are reportedly looking to sell a minority stake in the yes. club. Yes! Why, Jules? Are they running out of money? What they no, want? They want I a strategic investment.
1: Different. Ideas. They, want, they want different ideas. They want more money coming from somewhere else, especially with the new stadium. We're not really sure what's going to happen either—to buy the price and make it bigger and refurbish it, or going somewhere else. Either the start of France or even a brand new stadium. So all of this is possible, and I just think like. For I think eleven percent or twelve percent they're looking for. Uh, are,
0: there, are there any numbers on the valuation of the club?
1: Not yet, no.
0: Because I'm going to be so curious about this because obviously Liverpool at three billion. Yeah. Zilch. Uh, United, the Man eight. ultimately did it at five. Chelsea, we know, went for two point five billion, yeah. and then of course they pretend it's four point two five with this extra investment over the next ten years. I'm really curious because Paris Saint Germain is a brand, right? Yeah. If you look. The Global imprint is a super super yeah. strong print. Obviously, they're not in the Premier League, but then again, you wonder like, what are the losses like every year? Yeah, without that crutch, and for 10%, what am I buying or 11%? Yeah, and that's why. Fine like, points. do I have any say? Do I have a seat at the table? Because there's not a situation, um, you know, like like Manchester United, yep. where... He's going to scale up, or he can demand more. Yeah, deception. yeah, yeah. NASA's no, that's like, true. On oh, my club, but you know, you know what they should ask. I can think of a guy, the QSI probably already know him. In fact, who who really wants to be involved with football
1: because he loves football. What about okay. Shake Jacine? Oh, he missed on United. Hey. Yeah, maybe he can Come buy and work percent. with your cousins. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? David De Gea, of course, is a free agent, as everybody knows, and he supposedly has turned down another big offer from Al Nasser. There's somewhere else he really would like to go, though. Yeah, this is like
0: one of those things where, <laughs> sure, why not? into uh, yeah. Miami. Oh, oh, of course. Uh, enter <laughs> Miami also pay him half a half a million a week. Yeah, sure, sure, you can get it done. Look, um, I think... But, so, I'm not actually need a goalkeeper yeah, because the, the they have one guy who's old, Ospina's injured. Yeah. The guy who's been starting is like 22, 23. So, there is some footballing basis to this. Um, but the guy's obviously, I think he's made so much money from Manchester United. Clearly, the you know the reports that his wife doesn't want to move to Saudi. And yeah, with all due respect, I've never met his wife. I'm imagining the appeal of Miami is going to be greater than the appeal of of Saudi. Yeah, dar. and. But I tell you what, if he goes to Miami, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to play on the cheap. But this is what I understand about footballers, right? With all the money David De Gea has made, yeah. You have a chance to play with Lionel Messi to live in Miami for a yeah. year or two. Why wouldn't you do it even at whatever the, the whatever the MLS minimum wage yeah. is? Why? But he might do that, you don't know. I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> Mehdi Benatia is a new sporting director at Marseille Jules. I was a big fan of his as a player until the end when he got when he was no longer good yeah. and got injured. And I always thought he was a bright guy. Does this mean he's going to be any good as a as general manager or recruitment we
1: guy? See, he, he obviously was an agent before, quite a successful one too. So he had to give that up. And I think the process took a long time because... Well, because I don't think it was easy for him to let go that side of the business uh, but you could not be an agent as we saw with Deco at Barcelona you could be an agent <laughs> no. and a sports narrator or you know maybe you can keep a bit of relationship there and there but we will have to see um, obviously, he's too smart
0: like I don't want to say this about about. look like, I, I maybe you'll prove me wrong right yeah so the joke is, obviously, he's got his agency and C and, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll get my dog. He's now in charge. Or I'll get my brother yeah. or whatever, right? But really, he's the man behind the scenes. I think he's too smart for that. I think he knows that if he wants to be a director of football, he's got to avoid all these potential conflicts. And yeah, so you have I to so. properly cut the ties. Yeah, Otherwise, hey, people he will really. always he grumble. He 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 always. People will always cast out on you. And presumably, you want to treat Marseille as... I say it's nice possible way as a stepping stone, yeah. maybe to a bigger job one day, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I
1: think that's the idea. So, you know, I, do you think you and Reno are going to get along? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they, obviously the language is there already because Benaccia speaks very good Italian, and wait, Catuzzo doesn't learn French yet? Not yet. <laughs> Only a few words, as you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I would, I would hope so. I would hope so. I think it's good. I mean, they're very. Uh, hot-tempered personalities. So let's see. There might be a couple of clashes, but if it works well, I think that could be good. Vladimir Sufa, Jakub Brabes and Jan Kuszda were all sent home from the Czech Republic camp because they had a late night out before the Crucial Qualifier against Moldova. They all went clubbing, didn't they? Are you OK with this hard line? Uh, I am very OK with this with this hard line. And like, look. What player thinks they would go out like that and not get noticed that it's a good idea?
0: I don't even know where they went out. Like what? What? I you would assume they're going to be recognized, right? hundred um, percent. I think it's a big miscalculation. I think the FA are doing the right thing and really taking a hard line with them. I think, you know, the lift that you're going to get this Moldova game, not a gimme no. at all. Moldova and, can, still qualify, can still qualify. As, qualify. as you were yeah. saying, like if they screw this up, they're going to miss out again. Yeah, and I don't think, and then. You know, if you're the FA, you can blame these three dudes for it. Um, I think it would have been far worse from the FA's perspective if you include them and then you screw up. Yeah, 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 definitely. But yeah, no, you don't, you don't disrespect the teammates bad. your national team Too by behaving like this. Seriously? There was a record crowd for women's football at Old Trafford, the, the theater of dreams, you yes. used to call it. 43,615 watched
1: Manchester United and Manchester It was City. the first ever derby. A women's derby uh, at Old Trafford ever. I mean, obviously, we know why. Because for a long time, United didn't have a women's team. And that was great. For
0: for a long time, City didn't have a women's team either. True, very true.
1: Uh, It was great. City won 3-1. Chloe Kelly was a star. It was just a lot of things happening. Goals disallowed. There's no VR in the WSL, of course. And there was we a- know from champions, women's champions. As well, yeah, which is My bad goodness. enough. And this time we had a similar event to the Joe Willock. Is the ball out or no out in the Newcastle-Arsenal game? This one is the same. Jesse scored for United to make it 2-0, by the way. And the goal was disallowed uh, because the referee said the ball had crossed the line, although on TV you could not be sure or not. But after that, there was a lot, there was a red card, there were goals, there was a a United pushing towards the end to come back, but it's a a good City win in a derby, and let's hope there are many more to come out, Trafford.
0: By the way, I emphasize the number because it's a record crowd, but before people start making comparisons and things like that, there's a lot that we don't know, like what was the average ticket price and, and whatnot. If the average ticket price was a reasonable amount of money, this is a tremendous result.
1: Yeah, I would expect. It says 20 a lot pound, about 20 the growth pound, of the women's game. Twenty pound the ticket for adults, five pound for children. It's usually what it is when WSL team plays, like Arsenal at the Emirates, like Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, like City at the Etihad. Those kind of those kind of numbers. So that's really decent. Hendrik says that while Messi is a phenomenal guy, I'm more of a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. You must be
0: shocked. I am so shocked. So shocked. I am so shocked that the guy who is. Facing Lionel Messi in a couple of days, and the guy who is moving to Real Madrid is going to pick Cristiano (laughs) over Lionel Messi. Look, I the guy also, Bendik's resilient. Messi's from Argentina. It is perhaps actually for my money, it's the second greatest rivalry in world football after Italy Germany. Really, anybody playing against Germany. Yeah, but. So yeah, no, I don't think this is news I think this is the poor guy I think i to ask this question This is exactly what I expect him to say Maybe it's true Maybe it's true, that's what I was going to say But I also wish people would stop asking those questions Because you know what I, I'm, As I get older, I kind of feel like Unless you're from Argentina or from Portugal Yeah If you pick Messi over Cristiano Or if you pick Cristiano over Messi Yeah I know. Kind of a tool, I aren't know, you? I know. Are you? I know, I just enjoy them both <laughs> All right, Jose. That brings us her name, but we got to come back on Thursday. Talking about Argentina Brazil. This Talking is it. About Argentina and Brazil. How yeah. about that? And looking forward to that 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 irrelevant lunchtime match on Saturday, Liverpool and City. Until then, love the game. Love your neighbor. Love yourself.